0: Welcome to the Urban Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Bahati Banks. In today's show, I sat down with Dr. Melanie Peffer, a postdoctoral associate whose journey from molecular biology to educational psychology prompted her to rethink her career. She says that by leveraging her background as a scientist with education, her ability to understand and ask questions about science education will be greatly enhanced. For more information about the Educational Psychology graduate programs at Georgia State University, please visit the department's website at esc.education.gsu.edu. So Melanie, you started your career in the sciences by earning a doctorate in molecular biology from the University of Pittsburgh. How did that experience influence your decision to switch careers and focus on the learning sciences?
1: So there was two experiences that I had that really influenced my shift into the learning sciences. The first was um, actually kind of started as an undergraduate um, and just realizing that my lab courses didn't line up with the work I was doing in in the research lab. Mm -hmm. And then also kind of coming to the realization that by the time I was... It took me until I was in graduate school to, till I really felt like I understood research and mm. I really understood the practice of science and kind of realizing that, you know, most people don't do a PhD in the sciences. And if we can't figure out what it means to do science with a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. or at the end of high school, that mm. means that most people don't. And that could really kind of inform some of these questions of why science literacy in the United States is so low. Mm. And the second experience is when I started to switch into being more interested in science education. Mm-hmm. I realized there was two very different conversations that you'd have about science education, depending on whether you were talking to a scientist or somebody who was an educator or mm. somebody who was in an educational psychology background. And so I realized that there's these two people who have very similar goals, mm-hmm. but they don't talk to each other necessarily, mm. at least not all the time. And so I was like, you know what? it would be really useful if somebody, me... Understood both and could really talk between both worlds because Mm -hmm. I really feel like we need both
0: groups of people to really ask questions about science education. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you're currently a postdoctoral associate in the college's educational psychology program. What does it mean to do a postdoc after graduate school and how does this fit into your career goals?
1: So, a postdoc is initially intended to be kind of a, a a period of traineeship after graduate school, so mm-hmm. if you really wanted some kind of specialized skill. Mm-hmm. And so in my case, I really wanted the specialized training in educational psychology and in the learning sciences, mm-hmm. and so that's why I decided to pursue a postdoc in this very different field.
0: Mm-hmm. Why educational psychology as opposed to another field?
1: I think because educational psychology makes the most sense with what I was interested in mm-hmm. and my overall career goals, mm-hmm. and I certainly... Um, have read a lot of like cognitive psychology literature and developmental psychology literature, and I'm familiar with that, but I think the, the closest fit to what I'm interested in is more the educational psychology, but really learning sciences includes all three of those domains, plus mm. a few more.
0: Okay. What in your description, how would you describe learning sciences?
1: So my description of the learning sciences is that it's anybody who's doing some kind of scientific research that's related to learning. Mm. So in my case, I'm interested in how students and people learn science. There's other people who are interested in how people learn reading or learn math. Mm -hmm. And so there's many different ways you can approach learning. Mm. And so within um, the International Society of the Learning Sciences, there's actually a community called Computer Supported Collaborative Learning. So Mm. people who are interested in how people learn facilitated in groups working around some kind of technology, whether that's a computer or an iPad or a touch table.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So it's it's very wide discipline, so you have your discipline experts, you have your scientists, you also have various domains of psychology, you
0: have computer scientist people. Mm. So mm. It's, it's a wide range of people. Okay. How do you see yourself fitting into each of those kind of facets of the, of the learning sciences?
1: As both a discipline expert and as somebody who understands also education and learning. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like I said, I feel like you need both. And Mm -hmm. I found that since now I've completed formal training in Mm -hmm. both I'm starting to see research problems a little bit differently Mm. and I'm looking at you know the calls um, by like the National Research Council about you know what does science need to look like and thinking about the next generation science standards and I have a very different perspective on it because I understand what it means to be somebody who's in a biology lab Mm -hmm. doing biology research Mm -hmm. and I also understand about learning and education now Mm -hmm. too and when you think about those things from both perspectives, you start to see research questions differently.
0: Mm. And you
1: start to see how we could change some of our approaches. Mm -hmm.
0: So I mentioned that you originally received your doctorate in molecular biology. How do you think formal training in molecular biology and learning sciences will benefit your research?
1: I see things through a different lens now because I have got um, very different kind of a training background. Mm -hmm. So most people don't do... um, a PhD in a completely different field from their postdocs. It right. gives me a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. But more than that mm-hmm. is that I've really learned about collaboration, communication, and working across discipline lines. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you look at a lot of the funding proposals now, if you look at a lot of the job postings, mm-hmm. people are really interested in this, in people who can work across interdisciplinary lines. And I think that's going to be really important
0: moving forward with my career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You recently wrote a two-part article for the Science of Learning blog on pbs.org discussing authentic science inquiry in the classroom. How do you translate your work in the lab to the classroom?
1: So there's uh, a couple different ways that I do that. And uh, a recent project that we worked on with a local elementary school was with a problem-based learning unit. Um, And so one of the... Things we were interested in looking at was a very, very specific part of authentic science practices, and that's argumentation. And so thinking about what do we know in the literature already about how students learn to argue, and then also knowing as a scientist, what does argument mean to me? How do I use argument? Mm-hmm. And then how do I translate what I do as a scientist into a, a classroom activity?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what's interesting is that when you, when you look at these shades of gray of argumentation, the students start doing different things. Hmm as part of their work. So um, that's one way that I do it. The other way is just, again, just thinking about things that we're already teaching students and already in the standards documents, but through the lens of somebody who has done medical research mm-hmm. and so one of the projects that i'm working on that mm-hmm. i talk about in the pbs article mm-hmm. is how do we bring authentic inquiry into mm-hmm. the classrooms mm-hmm. because typically what students see is simple inquiry. so mm-hmm. you you put this on these cells and this happens and it's very straightforward and it's easy and then so students leave school thinking that science is very straightforward mm-hmm. and easy and, and that's it's not <laughs> and it's not it's right. not the case at all sure. But, you know, authentic inquiry is really hard to do in a classroom. You've got safety constraints. You've got time constraints. You've got um, um, pedagogical constraints. So how do you scaffold students in authentic inquiry? Mm -hmm. And so thinking about inquiry and science as this nonlinear process, you know, led to developing this simulation, which then, you know, we brought that into the classroom. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So what advice would you give a prospective graduate student interested in making a career switch?
1: So I would say this advice is both to prospective graduate students and just graduate students in general, mm-hmm. and maybe even everybody, mm-hmm. um, explore and just try it. This is the best pieces of advice I can give. Um, the nice thing about being at Georgia State University and being in Atlanta is that you have a lot of opportunities to meet people that are doing many different things. You really having the opportunity to email or call somebody and say, you know what, I'm really interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Can we sit down and chat? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how I started was just going and talking to people and doing these informational mm-hmm. interviews and saying, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I eventually realized that there was this whole field that I didn't even know existed mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. that I was really interested in, and that really influenced my career shift. Okay. So I guess um, follow your gut instincts and just ask. Just try it. If you don't like it and if you meet with somebody and find that, you know, maybe you were really interested in literacy and you met somebody who does studies literacy mm-hmm. and you found that you really weren't interested in it, then fine. You, you
0: discovered that about yourself. Thank you for listening to the Urban Ed Podcast, brought to you by Georgia State University's College of Education and Human Development. If you like today's show, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or you can follow us on SoundCloud. For more information about the college's graduate programs, please visit education.gsu.edu.